unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Raw and Unscripted with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of the subjects that you brought up in the Raw and Unscripted Facebook group page, and we want to talk about today about self-worth. Um, a lot of what I talk about here on the podcast is all about self-confidence, and within self-confidence, obviously something super important is how we determine our self-worth, how we feel our self-worth is. And most importantly, one of the questions that I've asked my coaching clients over the years that has really impacted them because it impacted me when I had to ask it to myself is, do I feel as though I deserve happiness? Do I feel that I deserve success? Do I feel that I deserve to be in a great relationship? Do I feel like I deserve to have a great job? Do I feel like I deserve to be able to conquer my fears and go after my goals? In today's episode, we're gonna be talking about self-worth and most importantly, what you can start doing today to change your mindset and to develop some habits and some, um, some opportunities for you to grow that self-worth starting right now. Now, this is a 20 to 30 minute podcast, so I'm, I'm obviously not going to change everything about your life. But what I want to do today is give you a background into some of the ways that our self-worth gets fucked up from the people in our lives when we're really super young. You're going to understand this. You're going to probably resonate with a lot of this. But most importantly, I want to give you some strategies and things you can do today that are part of the 1% rule. If you guys have been listening to all the previous shows, you've heard me talk about the 1% rule. And it's so super critical because it's what enables us to take those steps moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month in order to really truly become unstoppable. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be this aha and all of a sudden you're just going to be it. It takes time and I want you to commit to this because it's going to be continuing to evolve over the next couple of shows. Obviously, the next, I don't know, 100 shows. It's all about creating your unstoppable confidence to live a kick-ass life. So let's really think about it. Where does our self-worth start? A lot of what I've learned in my life is a lot of the shit that happens in our life happens between the ages of zero and five, Right? Zero when we're first born and about five or six years old. If you look at the studies, that basically all sorts that. What happens is we're actually born way too early. Our brain, because we have to get through the birth canal, our emotional intelligence has not yet formed. So that's super critical for you to understand. A lot of this stuff that you think and you feel are beliefs and, and conditioning that happened when we were much too young to even fend for ourselves and know what's right or what's wrong. So when you think about your self-worth, think about a couple of these questions or statements that I have um, that I brought up for myself. Um, have you heard the phrase, uh, don't be selfish? Or think of others first? Or um, be considerate of others? Or don't hurt other people's feelings? Things of that nature, right? So when you really think about stuff like that, don't be selfish, don't hurt other people's feelings. Um, we're going to get into honesty and truth later on in another podcast, but just those alone, when you think about you're trying to take care of yourself, you're trying to make sure that you're number one, but yet you've got parents and you've got teachers and you've got other adults in your life that are telling other people first. Just think about that alone. When we're really super young, before we know any better, we're being told to put other people's needs and wants and desires and feelings before our own. Now, sometimes we get a little fucked up when we have people that want us to only put our feelings and our thoughts in front of everybody else's and those people are dicks called arrogant assholes. But again, they necessarily aren't um, aware of what it is that they're doing because that's how they're raised, right? 
So I really want to get into the meat and potatoes of that because when you think about it, our parents and our teachers are the ones that are telling, oh, do this for other people and be considerate and all these other things. Um, and then we have our friends, right? So as soon as we get into school, we realize who the popular kids are. We realize who the nerdy kids are, who the sports jocks are, and what are we trying to do, right? All of us are trying to fit in. We have learned that from the very, very get-go that we want to love appreciation. And what I've determined is significance. We want significance in people's lives. So we're willing to almost do anything to get that. And so if our self-worth is based on what other people think and feel about us, that's where we have to stop today and start really focusing on what's going to make me happy. What's going to make me have inner peace? What's going to make me excited about getting up every day and doing what I need to do? If, it's, if all of that in your life is catering to other people, then my friends, you have to start thinking differently. You have to start doing things differently. You have to start changing your perspectives about things because you didn't know any better as a kid, right? You were filled with these things and it probably continued on throughout your life. You got on the playground, you wanted to fit in. So what did you do? You didn't tell people certain things. You fit in to make them feel good. You constantly put other people in front of yourself to make yourself feel better. And then what does that do? You know, that just, that leads a lifetime of regret. That leaves a lifetime of situations where you just don't feel your best, right? We want to be loved and accepted. We want to be fit in. But today's show, we're going to talk about how that you can do it without necessarily having to give up your niceness also. And one of the first things we have to talk about is things are happening for me and not to me. And when you think about those things, the number one piece of advice I have to give you right away is to stop blaming everybody else and their brother for your shit, right? When I started the podcast, I say what? Helping people overcome their self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. A lot of this stuff is self-created, right? We can't continue to blame our brothers and our sisters and our parents and our teachers and our priests and our uncles and our friend Bobby from the first grade for why we're fucked up today. We have to accept responsibility, right? So number one, things are happening for me and not to me because that blends right into the victim or victor mindset. Now, I've met a lot of people who are awesome people. They don't put themselves first. They're still victors, but they still have that part of that victim mindset where they feel like they have to make everybody else like them. They have to make them feel like they um something. They have to get their significance and their approval from that. So first and foremost, you have to think of things as happening for you and not to you. And like I said on my last episode, we were talking about, actually episode number three, when we were talking about my life and my story, I did everything for my mom. I was there trying to be everything for her. It was a codependent relationship. But until that day when I decided I had enough and I had to put myself first, I didn't have any self-worth, right? I was just constantly doing things for her, trying to make her happy, just trying to fit in and survive, which is a shitty way of living, honestly. Um, so when you think about that, um, I had to start reframing my mind because when you look at my life and you look at everything in it, it's easy for me to blame my biological father who took off before I was even born. It's easy for me to blame my sister who took off when I was nine years old, left me with a psychotic mom, and then eventually to become homeless. I could easily blame all sorts of people. I could blame my mom. I could blame myself. But quite honestly, when I just took a look inside and said, I have to be the one that's responsible for changing these belief systems. And that's exactly what I did. I did not want to be a victim. I did not want to be like everybody else. My sister, God's honest truth, when I met her in 2005, is a total victim. She blamed everybody and everything for her problems. She couldn't take responsibility for anything. And that is the true sign of a victim. So if you're like that, then you got to stop that shit. And I'm not going to tell you it's easy. You have to stop that shit. You have to stop blaming other people and pull up your big boy panties or your big girl panties, whatever it is, and get started today and focusing on the fact that you're number one. 
you are the person that matters the most because if you're not taking care of yourself, then what are you giving to other people, right? If you're giving to your kids or giving to your husband or your, for whatever it is, what percent are you giving to them if you're not feeling the greatest yourself? So in order to have self-worth, you have to stop blaming people. You have to stop looking at things as though they're happening to you and that they're happening for you, right? Okay. So once you have that, then you can sit there and decide, okay, what was all this shit mean? What was this stuff designed to do? This stuff was designed to get me to this point today where I'm listening to this guy or I'm watching this guy with a bandana on and he's talking about self-worth. It's my turn to fucking stand up for myself, right? So you have to, you have to take responsibility for your choices and you have to take responsibility for your actions. One of the parts of self-worth that I find is very interesting is that people go to short-term gratifications uh, in order to get through or get by, get by a moment in life, whether it's drink shopping, sex, uh, sports, uh, the internet, video games, whatever it might be. If you're doing short-term gratifications versus long-term results and you're trying it as a way of masking the pain, trying to put off why you hope, wish, and pray that something's going to change and something's going to happen, you're wasting your fucking time and you're damaging yourself to boot. So the best thing I can recommend to you if you're doing something like that is stop. And I'm serious because I know what's going to happen. You're going to have to face all the music, all the shit that's in your brain, all the shit that you've been putting off. You're going to have to face that and you're going to have to tackle it piece by piece. I'm not asking you to tackle it all at once. What I'm saying is incorporate the 1% rule. Number one, decide you're number one. Decide you're not going to put up shit excuses anymore and you're not going to blame anybody and that you're going to stand up for yourself and start having conversations with people and letting them know that you're frustrated and that you're doing something about it and that you want them to be on board. This is not something where you're retaliating against them or you're trying to get them back. It's just a matter of you finally realizing in your life, wherever you're at in this point, is that you got to get your shit together, right? In the last episode, what I talk about, legacy. I talked about creating a eulogy that you can read that brings tears to your fucking face that you're proud of. Now, if you wrote your eulogy right now, or if you died today and you thought about who's going to come to your funeral tomorrow and what would they say? Would they say, oh, Rebecca was amazing. She stood up for herself. She went through a lot of crap in her life and she finally got her shit together and she was such an amazing, bright person and she gave to so many other people, but she didn't give herself up. Or do you want to be known as, oh, poor Rebecca, you know, she sat at home eating bonbons, watching the Maury Povich show. I'm just waiting and hoping and worrying and praying and wishing that life was going to change and it never did. And she ate herself into oblivion and died of a heart attack at 42 years old. What do you want? You have to write the ending of your story. So if you haven't listened to episode four, I believe it is, you have to because that's where this show is continuing on from. So once you have a legacy, once you have what it is that you want in your life, start working backwards from that and start looking at the choices and the decisions of the things that you're making today. Is that contributing to that or is that pushing yourself further? In the last episode, I also thought an amazing question that I want you to put on your bathroom mirror, put it in your car, put it every fucking where and just say, is this getting me closer or further from my stated objectives and goals? Is this bite of food? Is this drink? Is this cigarette? Is this, you know, adulterous affair? Whatever it fucking might be, is this getting me closer or further away from my stated goals and objectives? So if you have not written your eulogy, I don't want you to really listen to this because you have to write that because then you have a picture, you have a frame of mind, you have a place to go. If you're sitting there saying, oh, I'm going to do that later. I want to see what he says about this one. And I want to see what he says about that one. That's not going to get you to where you need to go because thinking about it up here is bullshit. Trust me. Take pen to paper. Take an hour. Take two hours. I don't know. Take fucking 20 minutes for the next five days. Whatever you need to do, but write your eulogy and write it out to a point where you're absolutely fucking excited about making that happen. 
because then you can dive into this and you'll have more energy, you'll have more confidence, and you'll have more skin in the game to make it happen. If it's just something that's in your brain, that's something that's easily excusable or replaceable or it's not real. I'm just making that fucking clear to you guys because I've done that too. I've read a book and go, oh, I'll go back and read and do the exercises later. Well, the difference is between doing the exercises now and doing the exercises later is I can tell you God's honest fucking truth that 99% of the time I don't go back and do the exercises. So what I've learned is I have to stop and do them right then. Why avoid it? What am I waiting for? The best thing that's going to happen is I'm going to create, I'm going to create confidence. I'm going to create actionable items that I can take responsibility for. If we're just going to read and we're going to, oh, we're going to do it later. That's bullshit. And that's why I'm here. I'm the no excuses coach for a reason. You're listening to me for a reason. You're not listening to me be all nice and like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. No, it's not okay. It's time to get the fuck up and deal with your life and deal with the shit that you've been putting off today, right? That's why I am. I love you guys. Seriously, I do. This is all out of love. So you really got to think about that. And a couple of books that I have recommendations for, this is something you're going to have to take big responsibility for because my life would not be where it's at today without books, without audios, without videos, audio books, regular books, um, podcasts, seminars, my master's degree, everything like that. So two books that really changed my life were Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. I think I showed it on the last episode. Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. You read that book, I promise you, read it a few times. No one will ever be able to tell you how to think, how to feel, especially how to feel. Like when people say, oh, that person makes me feel stupid. Oh, that person makes me feel fatter. That person makes me... Nobody can make you feel anything that you don't allow them to make you feel. So read that book, number one, read it, and then send me messages of what you thought about it and how it's changed your perspective. Because for me, when I read that, it was like, but now I know what to do. The second book I want you to read is Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. It's a big fucking book, but it was a book that I read. And I remember this, I was reading it at the gym and I did not want to get off the elliptical because the information on there was fucking just hitting me upside the head like, Chris, you're the one that's responsible. You're the one that needs to change. You're the one that can't keep blaming. Read those two books. Now, I know a lot of you are going to listen to this, write them down. You're going to think you're going to do it. There's only a few of you that really will. And that's the God's honest truth. If you do read both of those books, I want you to message me because I'm here to help you. I will help those of you who take the most action. Those of you who have the most skin in the game, I'm here to see you guys succeed because what I want from you is I want you to turn around and and help other people. And I want to create a movement. If you guys listen to the first couple of podcasts, this is not just a podcast. This is a movement because I really, really want to impact people. I want, whether it's 20 people, 30 people, 3 million people, the entire world, fuck yeah, oh yeah. But right now I'm trying to impact you. When you guys are listening to my voice right now or watching me, the point is to impact you. So read those two books and take action. Another one of the huge exercises, and you might have heard, it, heard me talk about it also, is the five people you're around the most. Super, super important. I want you to just take a list, write the five people you're around the most, and write next to them, positive or negative. If you have three quarters of that list that are negative, how can you expect to have great self-worth? How can you expect to have great self-confidence? How can you expect to wake up every day and be excited? You need those people to be positive. You need those people to hold you accountable. You need those people to love you for who you are, that allow you to be who you are. Otherwise, you're going to be living in this limited set. You're going to be existing instead of living, right? You're going to be wake up playing the someday game. Oh, maybe someday when this person's nicer, maybe someday when this person has this, they'll be nicer to me and then I'll get mine. Hoping, wishing, praying, all that other shit is not going to work. If you want to build your self-worth and you want to build your self-confidence and you want to have a kick-ass life and you want to be unstoppable and you want to get the things that you deserve, 
you have to be around the right people. Do I make myself clear? Another thing you can start doing is writing down affirmations. Now, for example, when I was just coming out of back surgery and I was sitting there thinking about, okay, what can I do to heal myself? And so I created this affirmation. I love this thing. It's everything is like, I'm in the process of. So for me, it was that I am in the process of healing and getting stronger. I am in the process of healing and getting stronger. I said that over to myself time and time again, whether it was out loud or on my walks or before I went to bed, I'm in the process of healing and getting stronger. And I would feel my body moving. I would feel energy in my body because studies do show that you can think your mind to be healthy. You can think your mind to be different. Have you ever had a bad dream? Now, I know all of you guys watching or listening to this bad dream, right? So what happens when you wake up? You don't know the difference between real reality and perceived reality. So when you say these affirmations over and over again, it's like programming your mind. I'm in the process of gaining my self-confidence and putting myself first. I'm in the process of gaining my self-confidence and putting myself first. I'm in the process of not letting other people drag me down. I'm in the process of not letting other people drag me down. Just keep saying those over and over again and believe them. Affirmations are awesome. You know, with your legacy and your affirmations, those are small things that you can begin doing every day that don't cost you anything. In addition to reading books, in addition to taking responsibility for your and your choices, in addition to setting goals for yourself to become healthier, both physically and mentally. We talked about that before. Another thing you can do, whether you have the money or you don't, is to get mentors, get coaches, get people who are going to hold you accountable. There are support groups on Facebook. If you're going through something and you need help, there's dozens and dozens of support groups on Facebook. Get involved in them. Start being vulnerable. Start sharing your story and start asking for help. Sitting there in the victim mindset, hoping, wishing, and praying, oh, I hope somebody helps me. And oh, maybe if I feel sorry enough for myself, other people will feel sorry for me and they'll help me out. I can't stand those fucking people. It pisses me off. Now, I understand it at the get-go, but if I start working with somebody and they still have that poor me, anything's bad, see you later. That's what I did to my sister. She could not get over the fact. She could not. She, I mean, she thought she was fired from her job because of everybody at work was after to get to her. Uh, get on fucking medication. You know, go take CBD oil. Go exercise. Go read a bunch of fucking books. Go get spiritual. Go do something and take responsibility for your actions. Like I said before, you have to. You cannot continue to blame other people and expect this life with unstoppable confidence and a feeling of, fuck yeah, I got control of this, right? I can easily blame all sorts of people, but I'm not. Every situation that happens to me happens for me so that I can feel like, what do I have to do? And that's why I got the tattoo on my arm. The tattoo, in case you're not watching this, says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. What doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. I had to put that on my arm. That's how committed I am to this. So I've had situations over the last four years where I've had to look at that and go, Chris, those are your words. That's your advice. You better fucking take it. Don't be a puss. Now I say, also, you get a one-day pity party. Shit comes up and just stuff goes sideways. If you want to drink, eat, smoke, do whatever, masturbate in a fucking bathroom, just don't get caught, whatever it might be that's going to make you feel better, you get a one-day pity party. But then you wake up and you ask yourself this simple question. Here's another tip. Write it down. Am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? You're going to hear me say this over and over and over again. I don't care if I'm repeating myself. It's fucking truth. Am I part of the solution or am I part of the problem? And if you think bitching about it, if you think about maybe writing a few things down every once in a while is, is part of the solution, you're stupid. I'm just going to tell you right now you're stupid and you need to hear that, right? Take responsibility for your actions. If you're in a dead end situation and you have nowhere to go, then start figuring out where you need to go. Even if you have to make huge sacrifices in your life. 
Because let me ask you something. Are you a parent? Like a mom, dad? Are you living a life and you're taking care of other people? Are you setting the example? I just helped somebody the other day. They were going through a situation where their ex was bothering them. And I simply asked her, are you setting the example for your daughter that you want for when she's in this situation? Is she going to take care of men this way? Or is she going to stand the fuck up and go, no. Now I'm telling you, I'd rather live in my car. I'd rather live in my car, have a gym membership and take care of myself that way than be in a house where I'm afraid I'm going to get beat. I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do. I'm not going to be able to live my life. I would rather go live in a motel. I would go rather rent a room from somebody. I'd rather go buy a van and live down by the river and be call myself a motivational speaker. <laughs> You're going to have to make sacrifices in this. It's not going to be easy. It's like, oh, I really don't want to give that up and I really don't want to do that. And oh my God, you know, what do you want the most? You can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. I can't remember who quoted that, but you just think about that. So all of this is meant to be happening for you, but up to you whether or not you're going to decide that your self-worth is more important than other people. It really is. I want to think about another aspect of all of this. Mistakes, failures, right? Again, happening for us. When we think about, oh, I tried to break up with this person or I tried to be on a relationship of my own, but it didn't work. I hear people say that all the time. Well, I tried it, but it didn't work. How hard did you try it? Did you try it like somebody who had a gun to your head? Did you try it like your life was meant for it? Mistakes and failures are all designed to make us stronger. And I always thought that life would get easier as I got older, but it doesn't. And as soon as I've been working on that perception and that perspective to change my attitude, that life is not going to get easier. It's going to continue to be tough and I have to stay resilient. I can't get to a point where I can get comfortable. I can't get to a point where I say I've made it because God knows what's going to happen. Anything can happen. Things can change overnight. I literally could have an airplane hit the house. I could literally have an earthquake right now. All sorts of things can change, but what's inside my heart? Is it a resiliency? Is it an unstoppableness that if shit went to hell right now, I'd still figure it out and I wouldn't compromise who I am? Yeah, because I've developed that inner strength, that unstoppable belief. Now we, we get to say that we only get to live once, right? But we only die once. We only get to die once. We live every day. Now, the, the choice is yours. Are you living or are you existing? Are you listening to this feeling like you want to cry, feeling like you're desperate, you're isolated? Are you listening to this thinking that you have no place to go? Are you listening to this and you're thinking that you're paralyzed? Are you listening to this and thinking that I'm tired of being silent? Are you listening to this and feeling frustrated or sad or lonely? All those different things. If any of those words are getting to you and kind of just like, oh, ow, ow, yeah, kind of, kind of about that, then the only thing that's going to change, the only thing that has to change is your belief in your mindset that you're no longer going to be a victim, that you're going to stop blaming people, that you're going to create a legacy that you're proud of, and you're going to spend time every single day working toward it. 1% rule. If you're out of shape, walk a block. Tomorrow, walk a block and a quarter. The next day, walk a block and a half. Two months from now, ooh, I'm walking two miles. Three months from now, ooh, I enter a 5K. 12 months from now, I'm running a fucking marathon. Everything is possible. It's just how bad do you want it? And do you have the right people around you? So again, who are the people around you? If they tell you it's stupid that you're going to do this, you need new fucking people. I don't care. It's tough. Yeah, it sucks. You may have been in a relationship for 30 years. Time to say sayonara. Life is that short. I really want to get that to you. Let me know what I can do. I can't predict your feelings or emotions or things that are going to come to you out of this. So we have the group, Raw and Unscripted. 
It's a Facebook group. Send me a, a private message on Facebook if we're friends there, or you can send me an email, Christopher at ChristopherRausch.com, R-A-U-S-C-H. Send me an email, ChristopherRausch.com. You can sign up. You can become a part of the newsletter. Make sure you never miss any of these episodes. Make sure you never miss any of the bonus features. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff with this. I'm going to be doing exercises because I realize in 20 or 30 minutes, I'm not going to change your attitude about your self-worth. But what I could do is when you give me feedback on specifically what areas you need help with, I could do other podcasts on that. I could do blogs on that. I could do short videos on that. I could help you with that. I'm telling you right now, I'm right here for you. The question is, oh, I don't want to bother him. I don't want to seem weak. That's you. That's not me. If you have somebody here who's ready to help you, there's lots of people out there ready to help you but you got to help yourself first. So go to the website, get a part of that Rob's unscripted group, start talking about things. Let us help you start helping yourself. All right. Until next time. I love you guys. Peace out. Take care.